extenuating circumstances have had a great effect on this week's edition of the Chair Shop Podcast. Unfortunately, myself and the boys, we have not been able to get together into the studio to bring you a new episode of the Chair Shop Podcast this week. But don't worry, we've used the power of technology, okay, to um, simulate as though we were in the same room around a microphone okay this is pretty cutting edge stuff we're trying here so if it doesn't work you know bear with us but we have managed to create a a audio broadcast of sorts to make sure that you get your weekly uh, piece of the chair shop podcast i am coming to you live from a remote location called limerick ireland i'm one of your hosts barry murphy joined as always by my ever dependable co-host first of all mr paul griffin some good coke zero let me tell you i thought you I, I thought you were going into a bit about that uh here remember uh about 10 million years ago that girl who went viral the here's the motherfucking tea girl oh yeah uh that was that was about 50 odd year it was that since that happened and then she grew um, up to be megan trainer <laughs> don't you feel old now this is that girl in 2020 Speaking of um, uh, speaking of uh, 2020, <laughs> I don't know what kind of segue that is. Joe is also here. Hello. Well, his vision is real good. It is real good. He got the guy. He got his. He got his eye eyeballs shot. Um, yeah, I got him lasered up. Uh, and uh, he's he's all the better for us, uh, lads. We've uh, we've we've uh, we've weathered one whole week of the storm. Mm. Um, I don't know about you, lads, but it has felt like a fucking month. Um, uh, obviously, we're, we're not gonna, I don't think we're going to try and not prittle prattle on too much about the old lockdown. I mean, I'm sure everyone is sick of hearing about it. Every podcast I listen to is talking about it, but it is somewhat uh, uh, unavoidable. But uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to be productive. I've made a, I don't know about you guys, I've made a list of uh, content I want to get through. You know, trying to say, okay, you know, you know it kind of sucks that I can't go here and do this and there's no wrestling uh, ever again. Um, so I made a little Google Doc of games I want to finish, shows I want to watch. Uh, I got a wrestling catch up to do. I'm a few weeks behind on NWA and I'm like months behind on MLW. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get that uh, on the go. But how are you lads coping generally with the uh, with the goings on? It's not been that different to a normal week, apart from working from home. Um, you know, a weekend where you stay in watching telly all weekend is not particularly unusual. I the only thing is the the food situation. Um, been to been to the supermarkets this week. Not a lot left by the time you get in there. Yeah. Uh, it's gone very mental. Um, hopefully that starts to calm down, but that's the only thing that's kind of worrying. Because obviously, if if you can't do an online order, which they all seem to be completely booked up at the moment, yeah, then you have to kind of go out hunting for food, which obviously means you're out and about and sort of interacting with everyone, which is obviously not good. I don't think so. it's been quite as bad over this side. Um, obviously, you live in a much more populous area. But mm. uh, no, all the times I've gone to the shops has been uh, business as usual. Apart from mm. when you're queuing, you have to stand a bit further apart. Mm. I've, had no, yeah. I've had no problem getting anything in any supermarket. I, I wouldn't say I've had no problems, but I have definitely realised that Limerick is, you know, uh, very much, you know, the the, the you know, very much the third biggest 
uh, or third or fourth biggest city in Ireland. But Ireland not being that big a country, that really means that we are we're really not that big. We're not that metropolitan. And now I, I have seen some bare shelves, um, but it's it's weird. It's like I feel like for every grave news announcement that has kind of re-upped the panic. Um, people just seem to be flocking to like the big Tesco's and Aldi's and stuff like that. But when I go to when I go to the Spar across the road from my house, there's there's just bread there. It's like okay, so obviously you're just being an arsehole because if you were really panicked, everything would be gone everywhere, like it was for the storms. Um, whereas now it just seems like people are just like knee jerk reaction going and getting their effing um, uh, their effing bread or whatever. Yeah, the only the only time I saw that was the that very first day when Leo did his speech from Washington or whatever it was. That was the only time uh, that I saw a couple of empty shelves. I mean, I was in IKEA at the time. <laughs> um, oh dear! Oh, tough crowd. Um, dear God! <laughs> that was the time, and that was a spar. Ironically, I went to a, uh, the spar just beside where I work, and. Uh, yeah, some of like the rice shelf was pretty empty. The bread was all gone. But like, then the, then a couple of days later, I went to the shop and it was back to normal. I was like, oh, all right. But anyway, apart from mm-hmm. that, apart from that, I'm finally working from home. By the way, oh, same, yeah. I because last time we spoke, I I worked this week the Monday and half day Tuesday still in the office because, um, what I do dealing with who I deal with I, I'm part, partly responsible for people being able to work from home so I went in Monday Ooh, to right. Tuesday okay. setting up laptops for people helping out with that so that people could work from home um, and then since Tuesday I've been working from home myself which is funny because I've worked from home before uh, all Christmas week I worked from home the entire week right and then I got uh, an email on I think the Tuesday or the Wednesday from like human resources going um actually can you fill fill out this form so that we can approve that you're all right to work from home I'm like I've been working from home on and off for like you know six months (laughs) um I don't know maybe they just didn't know about it I don't know but um yeah I just filled out their form no problem do you have a a chair with five little wheels on it I do no problem there tick 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 (laughs) um I guess so I can't sue them if I fall out of my own chair I, I don't know um, but anyway yeah nice to work from home means I get a wee lion in the morning and then when I finish I just turn around and go oh I'm home already that's grand yeah yeah it is a bit withering to just be in um, uh, the house all day one one tip I got and I, I did it this weekend and I'm actually I'm 100% on board with, with this is um, to to cover your workstation with a blanket or a sheet or whatever um, when you're gone, because I, I my apartment's fairly small, mm. uh, and and that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I, I like a, a small space, um, but trying to find somewhere where okay, my back isn't going to be paining me. I got to sit this way. I got to sit here for a couple of days. Uh, I got I have a laptop, but I now have a big giant monitor behind it because I have to have two screens for my job. Right. Um, so that has to go somewhere. So the one decent spot in the apartment for that I have now set up, but it's right in 
it's kind of riding the line between my living room and my kitchen like it's smack in the middle of the living space mm. and it was it was a bit grim every time i went to make a cup of tea as i got there's the there's the work shit it's just all there right um and so it does make it actually genuinely has helped me to just cover it so when when clock out time comes the blanket goes over it i don't i'm not looking at my work stuff uh it just it helps uh, uh stifle that feeling that you're not so much working from home so much as you're living in the office mm. um which is not nice um yeah and i'm trying to I, you know i'm a bit withered but you know like yourself i'm trying to try to be you know positive and say look i don't have to get up an hour before work and chase a bus um i, I my office is near the university campus which means traffic is absolutely disgusting at five o'clock uh, and i it, you know i i generally waste every every weekday basically two hours of my of my day are, are wasted just sitting on a bus mm. um uh whereas now it's like okay extra hour in bed before I start work. After I finish work, I'm immediately done. Boom, hop on the old Call of Duty, baby. We're boys. We're living our lives in the lockdown. <laughs> that is um, the best part. That is the best uh, part. I've been sleeping properly yeah. the last week because I don't have to get up at 7. Just stay in bed to 8.45. Yeah. yeah. Roll out straight to the office, baby. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, so it's, it's, it's not all bad. And plus, you know, it's grim that we don't have any activities to do. Obviously, Paul, you know, no OTT for the foreseeable future. They cancelled their April shows as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a few bob to spare, lads. I won't say no to that. Uh, Joseph, your tickets are getting a bit expensive, lads. I'm kind of glad I don't have to go anymore. Because, you know. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, you know, doing uh, it's funny because I was like... Uh, doing a bit of retail therapy there on payday just to get something to amuse myself in the house. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to treat myself, but it has to be something I can use in this room, you know, uh, which is a weird caveat. But, uh, but yeah, rolling with it as, as best the, the three of us can, I feel. What did you get, a vacuum? Um, say what? <laughs> what did you get? I bought myself, Paul, some lovely uh, true wireless headphones. Oh, look at this, lad. Yeah, um, for way more money than I've ever spent on headphones ever in my life. Uh, but I got uh, some uh, a, a fine a fine British brand uh, Cambridge Audio uh, uh, wireless headphones. They are very very good. I really like them. Uh, big old sexy battery on them as well. Mm. Uh, uh, so you're not constantly having to plug them in. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my little treat. And you know a little bit of the old Animal Crossing, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. I have the of course the AirPods, which I got recently. Yes, and they're they're holding up very well. Yeah, as well. Um, my problem was that I'm I'm very ill-educated in like which which brands are reputable outside of the name stuff. Yeah. So I said, oh, sure, look, I'll just get the, just get the fucking Steve Job. Yeah. Gimmicks. Um, are you not a? Are you not a? Because I'm a, with, with a purchase of you know as I said, uh, not cheap product. I'm not going to be gauche and reveal the price on air. But you know, I, a pretty penny was spent on these. See, I'm a I'm a serial. I I would be a reviewer. I would have to. I would be. I Google every every brand someone recommends to me. I'm like, right, I'm popping that in Google. What's the review? Mm. Uh, what's the What's the take? You know, I I I I thought I see. I thought you'd be like that. I'd be you'd be scouring the net. For the hottest takes. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm too lazy to do that, Barry. Ultimately. Oh, okay. So. Uh, no. Um. But yeah. Uh, working from home. Obviously, we've been affected by the coronavirus. Also, our um, burgeoning 
doggy daycare business has been similarly hit but you know with every cloud comes a wee silver lining so all of our let's call them regular clients that we have Mm. set up to drop the dog their dogs off one or two days a week a lot of those people are working from home as well because yeah. of coronavirus so they don't need their dogs minded anymore mm. but instead we got one dog left with us for the entire month boarding uh, we've got this lovely greyhound I, I guess I won't say the dog's name because it's not our in case the dog is listening um, well it's not, it's not our dog so I don't want to talk about stuff that is uh, let's just call him um, Mr. Sniffles let's just call yeah, him what, what, what's they're going to do they're going to go down to the, the, the government offices and say oh, can you give me the address for um, Mr. Snuggles I, I, I heard <laughs> for, for uh, <laughs> Binky not the guinea pig the dog one um, so we have a lovely greyhound with us who is a rescue greyhound a former racing greyhound oh poor thing and uh yeah, she came. She was very scared of everything. Very, um... Because she apparently has not spent much time in houses before. She was in kennels uh, for a long time. And only yesterday did we get her to go up the stairs on her own for the first time. And, uh, yeah, we're taking care of her because um, the owners have um, kid, little kids and so on that they're kind of holding up for the coronavirus and they're not unfortunately going to have a lot of time for the dog that they would otherwise have to go out and walk in and so on so we're kind of minding this lovely little dog it's uh it's really great we're, we all everyone loves the dog <laughs> the dog gets loads of attention and um that's a nice little thing because myself and natty in the future are we've we've talked about talking about for a long time that we'd like to have a greyhound so there's a nice little i guess testing period for that uh, trial a trial run yeah but uh no this dog is absolutely lovely you would don't hear a peep out of it um although going down the stairs is a different story because it kind of tumbles down the stairs more than walks down like it can go, go, go upstairs absolutely fine now but when it goes down i don't think it takes gravity so much into account and so yeah, the legs just keep coming behind her, and she oh Jesus, and then she's down at the bottom. Um, and then obviously for me, one of the things that I can't do now is go to the gym, which I had been doing. Um, so I've kind of, in you know, to compensate for that, I've been trying to kind of do some stuff at home and also be a little bit more. Not more careful what I eat because I gotta eat the same stuff anyway. But yeah. eating a little bit, you know, less. Not having that sneaky whisper bar if I can avoid it, you know. Yeah. Um. Still doing good with that. Coming up on one ninety five, which I'm. I said to myself, once I hit one ninety five, I'm going to buy myself an Easter egg. That's going to be my treat mm. for one ninety five because mm. I I still haven't had any Easter eggs this year. Obviously, it's not Easter yet, but typically I let you in a little secret, lads. <laughs> you can you can buy them and eat them whenever you want. So I might have had a couple. I love of... that he kind of told on himself there. I haven't had any Easter eggs yet this year. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, by, by that I mean. <laughs> well, by now I would have had a couple of. Do you know the little ones you get? You know, three for five euro. Those little ones. I haven't had any eggs at all. I've been very good this year. But once I hit one ninety-five pounds, I'm going to go out and buy myself. Uh, uh, I've had my eye on that orange Smarties one. 
Oh, so I think orange smarty. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be an it's an orange chocolate egg, which I'm always. Oh, chocolate orange. Nice. So I might um go out and grab myself one of those. I'm currently this morning one ninety seven point two. Ooh. Um, I did hit ninety seven point two. I did hit FM. Um, I did hit one ninety six point four last week, so I'm kind of still in that range. Oh, is that classical? Yeah, that's classical uh, yeah. <laughs> So, still, still on that thing. Still weighing myself every morning. Um, trying to get a bit healthy. I'm starting to see it now. To be fair, because I've I've passed the one stone threshold, uh, which is good. Keep it going. Um, and thanks, thanks. I must say also to Joker Bray because obviously I didn't have a uh, well, not thanks to Joker Bray. It was done through him, but I didn't have that Bunsen I would have had going to the OTT. <laughs> as well. Um. Apart from that, I think that's oh yeah, and I went to the dentist because when when people are holding up with coronavirus, one thing you don't want to do is go out and have a stranger touch your face and put their fingers in your mouth. Yes. But I noticed a little cavity coming in, and I said, "Well, if I wait until this whole thing is done with, uh, this is going to be a much bigger and more expensive problem potentially." So I called up the dentist office, just said, "Is there anything you can do for me?" Uh, they set me up for an appointment the next day, went in, they sorted me out with a little filling, a little cleaning of the teeth, um, and now all is good. Although, um, they did say I might need a crown on the tooth that they filled. Uh-oh. I said I'm already the king, bitch. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I'm already... Are you Nick Gage? What? <laughs> I said, don't at me, uh, dentist. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and get a crowd at some stage, but no rush on that. Especially now, like, I've had the film put in, that's grand. Corona, maybe maybe after uh, in May or something, I'll go get that done. There's no, no rush on that. Uh, that's pretty much it for life, I think. Speaking of um, diets, I'm still persevering with the uh, giving up chocolate for Lent. Very good. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has been tough, given the, all that's in the supermarkets is uh, Easter eggs, ice cream, and cake. Everything else is fucking gone. So, yeah. but I've been stuck to it. I'm still having fruit. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I was buying I was buying tinned fruit anyway, and that's coming very handy now that all the fresh fruit is gone. Well, so, with um, the yeah. with the veganuary uh, and the Lent, I think you're due a month where you can just have what you want. <laughs> Maybe, maybe yeah. you can have maybe eat what I may or something. <laughs> uh, may I eat that? Yes, you may. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Um, so that's life guff, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, as far as telly goes, um, I've still been watching the usuals. Uh, what, what was that thing? Uh, House of Games. I talked about last week. The uh, Richard Osman game show. Keep watching that. Uh, new RuPaul out today. Uh, we were shaken to our cores by a horrible decision on the elimination in this episode. Dreadful, dreadful stuff. RuPaul is cancelled. Because um, we, we, there was one one queen, right? The shits. Rubbish. And... Oh, terrible costume, right? And me and Natty are going, this, this, this fucker's out the door. 
And then RuPaul goes, you are safe. We're like, what? Are, are, are you blind, RuPaul? What is the matter with you? And then a good one got eliminated. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think that's really all that we've been watching. We watched a couple of episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Um, <clears throat> nothing else new or noteworthy, I don't believe. Obviously, there's still no footy. Uh. Which is, you know what the, the worst is? that just cuts right into me little heart. Because I still have the... Um, calendar synced from Man United's website so I got, I got today for example don't forget 4.30 today Man United Norwich like, <laughs> I wish Man United Norwich was on today alas uh, yeah uh, no, no telly from myself either um, yeah not much, not much going on I'm reading a book at the moment. Have you heard of these books? People are like the uh, printed them. I'm reading the book as well. What um, book are you reading? We need to start I, a new, I, I, put a new section on the go on ahead. The, put a new section on the thing. Book guff. I know. I won't be making it a habit. When I was on my little secluded getaway there uh, two weeks ago, I started the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Um, mm. Which I never read, nor have I seen the film, so I don't know what happens. So that's good. Uh, it's good. I'm still reading. I'm incredibly slow at reading, so I'm still only like halfway through. Um, but it's my little, uh, it's my break time thing. Because obviously, when I'm on my break at work, I can't just you know pop down to the canteen that I don't have. Um, uh, so I'm kind of go sitting on the couch and having to read my book. So I'm, I'm chipping away at that. That's good, but no telly for me. Um, had a bit of music off this week i listened to the new release from megan the stallion which i thoroughly enjoyed uh since her she uh, i don't think she calls these like these aren't really studio albums i think she's calling these like she's put out an album like last year i think they're technically like mixtapes in the run-up to her first big real album it's only a couple of songs long but uh, i really enjoyed it uh some of the singles and stuff she put out some of the the featured appearances she's had on other people's stuff the last year or so Eh, not doing much for me. Not 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 um uh not doing much. But uh, but uh, Sugar is really really great, um and uh, tons of catchy uh, songs on there, um and yeah, really easy to listen. I think it's yeah six or seven songs or something like that, and uh, good stuff as always. Uh, one of my favorites uh, at the moment. Yeah, that was my my soul music off this week. I listened to a little EP as well. Um, Villa Vallo from him put out a little EP. Uh, hmm. Of solo stuff. Now I'm not a huge him fan. I yeah. like I like some of their singles. I think they're, they've got some catchy songs, but I'm by no means someone who's listened to the, any of their albums in in its entirety. But I just saw um, on Twitter that that come out, and uh, it was actually surprisingly good. Um, sa- sounds a lot like him. So if you like him, you'll probably like it. Um, hmm. It's like three very different genre songs i guess there's like well not genre necessarily but there's one that's kind of more of a, a ballad one that's a very typical hymn poppy rock song um yeah it's, it's good uh, worth listening i think that's ready that's all it's your, it's your music off uh this week uh paul how are you finding life on your new little island in animal crossings I'm uh, very much enjoyed it, Barry. Um, I know it's your first Animal Crossing, right? 
Yes. Um, I'm more of an Animal Crossing veteran. Um, and I'm living with an elite level Animal Crossing player who makes me look like shite at the old Animal Crossing. Um, very much enjoyed. I, I, what I like about it is, well, first of all, Animal Crossing to me has, has never been a game that I kind of sit and play for eight hours. It's like it's it's more so a game that I'll play for maybe an hour and a half for eight straight days, <laughs> you know. Um, because each day, you know, there's there's obviously points that you hit. Like, okay, that's pretty much all I can do for today. You have to wait the, uh, until the next day for for the museum to open or shop to to open up or whatever it might be. Um, I found that today was probably the day that I, I had the most stuff to do so far. And as the game continues to open up, there continue to be more and more stuff. Um, so in terms of where I am in the game, um, I don't obviously I don't know where you are. So it, I, I, at the same time, a game like Animal Crossing isn't something that's necessarily spoiled. No. Uh, I have my little house. So I upgraded okay. from the tent to a house, first of all. Um, which I've nicely decorated. I've got a little fireplace in there. Um, I've got a little garden gnome outside. I've got a little fence going around it. Um, I've got three KK slider album covers up on the up on the wall, which are very nice mm-hmm. as well. Um, I have two villagers living on my island, with three more coming tomorrow, I believe. I just today. Um, built their houses and built all the little uh, furnitures that they wanted. Uh, museum should be there tomorrow as well. I have as you, as people have on, put on Twitter I have about 50 fish and insects <laughs> beside my house waiting to go into the museum. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I don't know if you have the museum or, or whatever yet, but historically the museum has been my favorite thing about the Animal Crossing games. Is digging for fossils and getting cool like dinosaur skeletons and going to the museum and seeing them and going, oh, I only need the tail of this one. And that becomes very, very fun when the museum opens up because it gives you a reason to fish and catch bugs and search for fossils and so on. Uh, what else? Yeah, the Tommy and Timmy have their little shop open, so that was only open today. So I went in to have a peep at that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've. I've got my full kind of item loop now. I have all the tools that you can have. And I've been kind of exploring the other parts of the island that that kind of only open up after the second or third day. So I'm kind of used... I'm used only to the bit of the island that's open initially. And everything else is like the dark. Don't go there, Simba. That's the the shadow land. But I'm now starting to go over there and see what's going on. Because obviously you need, you know, resources and all that. But um, what I'm most excited about is, you know, continuing to expand the house. Because in, in prior Animal Crossing games, you can build your house to the point that you have, like, I don't know, a bigger room than mine has currently, but then, like, five or six rooms of that size. Um, and coming up with, like, themed rooms. And I've seen people like um, Brian Altano on Twitter has done some really funny stuff with that. He obviously had the game in advance. But I'm yeah. looking forward to... Being able to put together something fun and unique, share it on Twitter and do that kind of stuff. Right now, I don't quite have enough um, stuff to to do that. But as the game continues to open open up more and more, the shops get bigger and bigger, etc., uh, etc. Et then it becomes easier to do that kind of thing. Um, I've dabbled a little bit in the 
designer thing as well. I made a little Man United jersey for myself. Um, and of course, online with QR codes and stuff, that makes it easier to share and download designs as well. It's going to be fun. Mm. Uh, I, I haven't done any of the QR code stuff because that's done with the uh, Switch uh, app, is it? I don't know. I haven't done any of that either yet. Okay, okay, yeah. I made I made myself a little GCW shirt earlier today. Yeah. So where where are you in the game, more or less? Then uh, I feel like I'm I'm I feel like I'm quite a ways behind um, uh, yourself. I I I'm still in my little tent. Right. Um, uh, the the I the has arrived. I have given him enough stuff that he's like the museum will be open shortly. Um, I have got the pole vault, so now I was able to go over to, to cross the water. Um, Timmy and Tommy don't have their shop yet. I don't have a house. Um, I don't feel like I've even really broached to those topics. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back on after this show and then yeah. kind of do my little night routine because I played a lot this morning. <laughs> well, how are you uh, finding that for your first experience of it? I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm finding the loop really satisfying. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to again once I get the house and once I open up um, uh, a proper shop because also like I, I'm like I'm, I'm like oh, I want to change my character's clothes a little bit. Like you know, I feel like once I unlock the real deal customization stuff. Um, where I can dress my character a bit more creatively and I can uh, make a house and decorate the house and all of the stuff. Once I can get that kind of stuff going, I feel like I'm really going to love it. But I'm still I'm still enjoying it now. And I, I'm as you kind of mentioned, I'm putting in about two hours in the uh, you know in the morning and then checking in for like less than an hour in the evening, yeah. um, uh, just to kind of touch on each part of the day, the little cycles, um, uh, as best I can. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's very cute. It is. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I like about it is you, you, you kind of dip into it. And, like, I played it for about, as you say, about two hours today without even realizing that that much time had passed. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still playing other games. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily consume consume your life like a an, another big release, like a Red Dead Redemption or something like that. It's something definitely that you can kind of dip in and out. Uh, Natty is showing me now that she's after getting some Elton John style love heart sunglasses which are very nice <laughs> um, I have a red hat in my game some red chino pants and a white t-shirt that says bonjour on it I saw the bonjour shirt I love it <laughs> that's what I like as well every day you go to the shop and there'll be a new wacky t-shirt that's just like it's a t-shirt with a number seven pool ball design you're like oh i gotta have it it's great <laughs> what i like as well that i haven't come across yet in the game um is that historically animal crossing will have a lot of like nintendo referencing stuff as well so you might get a uh a zelda triforce thing to put in your house and like lots of cool little smash brosy crossover stuff which i really like as well Mm. Um, but obviously early days so far, so I don't have that yet. Yeah, I, I've I've had a lot of looking at other people's things. Oh, I don't have that yet, but I suppose look, it's 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 a it's not a game that you sprint. Through. No, it's definitely a marathon. Um, so I'm I'm just glad of the fact that um, uh, you know, I'll have something to dip in and out of uh, on, on a regular basis. I'm finding the crafting really satisfying as well as part of that 
like gameplay loop. Yeah, yeah. Now the the durability, I'm not a huge fan of. I could do without stuff breaking. Yeah. Um, but again, if the, I think that is just to kind of tie it into the loop of it all, you know. I think that's kind of new to this one. I don't think that's really been a thing in the past games. But um, I don't think from that's my understanding as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's like replacement tools and so on aren't they're not very expensive and if you have a lot of resources you can go right up to like you know over the flimsy category go straight to like axe or fishing rod or whatever um the fishing i i I find is quite easy as well which you know makes it satisfying because a lot of the time you're not getting new stuff anyway and you don't want it to be a kind of a frustrating mini game to get over um yeah, I like it a lot. Natty is talking now to Blathers in her already existing museum. <laughs> show her over. Like, when the game came out, uh, obviously I had the Friday off, so we stayed up until about 2 in the morning playing it. Then I said, all right, I'm a tired boy. I have to go to sleep. In game and in real life. Uh, Natty stayed up until 4 in the morning and then got up at 7 in the morning and continued playing. Oh, God. That's what I mean. <laughs> she is... Uh, like involved in the online Animal Crossing community and stuff. She's like a proper Animal Crossing player. Right. I'm merely a man with a fireplace in his house and a red hat on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, enjoying it a lot. Another game I'm really, really enjoying uh, revisiting is Zelda Twilight Princess, which I'm easily playing about three to four hours a day. <laughs> These days. Wow, um, it's a game I've beaten before. Like I beat when it came out in two thousand six, two thousand seven, whenever it actually was released. Uh, I never went back to it, and I think it was a few months ago that I started playing again, and then kind of fell away from it. And then I think I talked about this last week on the podcast. That I kind of, for whatever reason, got the itch to pick it up again. And uh, yeah, oh, I love it. It's it's so good, and I, I know that it's kind of a divisive one. Mm. It is very kind of dark in its tone, um, and some people have issues with the pacing of the game, but I don't really feel that playing it. I don't know whether the HD version has kind of sped up some parts that maybe I remember, or I don't remember so well from the GameCube version, which is the one that I played in the first place. I never played the Wii version with the motion control. I was never interested in that, I, and I had a GameCube at the time, so I got the GameCube version, and now I have the Wii U HD version. Um, I think it looks great. I love the score and soundtrack of it. I think the dungeons are all great and unique feeling. It definitely feels like Ocarina in many ways. And I I feel like I'm playing an, an extension of Ocarina. And Ocarina of Time is one of my favorite games I ever played. Uh, I just love it. I just think it's just so good. So, so good. I'm about... I'm over halfway through it at this point. I'd say it'll probably take me about 25, 30 hours to beat, which isn't that long. And I am um, pretty much going to 100% it. Like, between the dungeons, I'm I'm mm. using a guide just to find all the pieces of hearts and all the different collectibles. Because um, I have beaten it before. So, I, you know, there's no, uh, there's no risk of spoilers or... Oh my God. You don't need to explain yourself to us. That's fine. Is he eating an Easter egg? It's not even Easter yet. <laughs> um, um, that's all I'm playing 
in the morning it's Animal Crossing. Rest of the day it's uh, Zelda, and then mm. at night a little bit of Animal Crossing again, and then maybe an episode of RuPaul before I go to sleep. And the soup. I'm still watching the soup. We're in 2009 oh. now. 2009 soup. God. No, oh God, the soup was great. Mm. When did the soup end? Uh, 2015. Uh, just before everything went to shit. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. Uh, oh dear. I'm very tempted by the new Doom game, to be honest. Oh yeah. But, um, 50 quid, I don't know, I might wait till it goes down in price. Yeah, that first one went down in price very quick. So. Yeah, I got that for 20 quid, I think. I think I also got that for 20 quid. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Wait for uh, so just replay so. the old one. Yeah. Yeah, so and that came out the same day as Animal Crossing. I was like, I'll get that. Nintendo games rarely go down in price, and Doom I will assuredly grab in some kind of summer sale uh, down the line. But it looks good, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, Battle Royale mode for Call of Duty finally came out, so I've been jumping into that. Already got the two victories. Oh, got bored of it now. Bored. Too easy to win. Two. How many times me? have you played it? So, uh, well, I would say my my percentage is probably, no, no, my 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 victory percentage is probably ten percent, which I think is pretty good. Uh, you know, out of a hundred and fifty fucking players, you know, I'm the best, mm-hmm. the best. Anyway, uh, that's really good. I'm really enjoying that. I think they've made some interesting changes to the formula. And, uh, yeah, I hope they keep supporting it. Performance is still, is, I think it's actually gotten a little bit worse since launch. Lots of lag, lots of, uh, uh, you know, it, it needs a bit of work. But it is a very, very, very big map with a lot of players on it uh, on a base PS4. So so I think that's to be understood. But, uh, yeah, that was the game guff for this week. Hmm. I don't have any game guff, but I do have a, a new feature called Haughty Guff. Oh, um, this is this is Joe talking about gardening. All right. Um, so I do. It was moved into a new house about four months ago. Do do fortunately have a quite a nice garden. Haven't been out there once. Um, obviously, it was winter, and I didn't want to go outside. It's cold enough, bloody inside, let alone outside. Um, but I was looking out the window a few days ago, and the garden is in a red state. Um, just weeds everywhere, things growing. So we thought, as it was, it was actually quite sunny today fairly warm went out and did about three four hours of uh, sorting out the old garden yeah. gave the the lawn a mowing dug up some weeds it's quite hard gardening um not just hard work but to be honest i don't know what to do i don't know how plants work um not really sure what you're supposed to do um then mum um towny ma'am gave me a bit of advice and said you don't need to dig up weeds from the lawn you can just get some powder from home base and sprinkle yeah. it on kills all the weeds apparently so um i've invested a tenner in that so uh, looking forward to that arriving um i think i'm gonna give you some give you regular weekly updates on um on the horty guff now that we're kind of trapped inside it's the the one place we can safely go out so joe's so, doing I- I- irl animal crossing <laughs> Speaking of yeah, Animal Crossing, by the way, three earthworms today. Ooh, give them to the owl, and he'll open a museum in your back garden. <laughs> um, speaking of Animal Crossing, Nat has just showed me. She's looking on the little ATM gimmick in the uh, whatever it's called, resident services or whatever. And uh, one of the items that she can get is a little wrestler man. It's Ooh. called Throwback. Yes, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the rest of Ah, it's deadly. Little, it's a little purple-masked luchador in the corner of a ring. You can get the 
purple one and the red one and the two corners and make a ring. Ah, that's deadly. I, I will be investing in that first chance I get. Have a little wrestling ring in my little house. Ah, that'd be grand. And there'll be no one watching. It'll just be like WrestleMania. Um, has anyone watched the movie or is it just me this week? I think it's just you. That's crazy. Because yeah. for be weeks great. I've been the one who hasn't watched the movie. Uh, well, I watched a very appropriate movie this week, which was nominated by uh, my lovely girlfriend. She said, everyone has got the coronavirus and ev- it's a scary times. Uh, let's watch 28 Days Later, a film in which the coronavirus happens, kind of. Uh, now, I've seen 28 Days Later before. So had she. It's excellent. The last time I saw it was like 20... 2004? Maybe? 2005? Because I, de- I saw it at school. It was the only time I've seen it. Because um, I went to, I guess, a semi-boarding school. Uh, I would kind of... I think I'd finish class at like 3.30 and then have study starting at 6. So we had like a two and a half hour period where we could just do whatever we wanted. And we had a little video room that people would sometimes go over and put like movies on. And there was like a big theater room for... I don't know, you might fit like 100 people in to watch a movie. And I remember one time that's where I, I saw 28 Days Later for the first time. So this is my first time watching it since I was, I don't know, 15, 16. Uh, it is very good. Um, looks like shite though. Really? Apparently, it was recorded on like consumer grade. Cameras. Oh yeah, it has like a grimy yeah yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Which yeah. in at certain parts I think works, um, with kind of the tone of the movie, especially when it's like when it's raining, it looks fantastic. Um, when there's very like stark lighting, it looks great. Um, the rest of it is like watching a very bad VHS. And there's, like, tracking issues where, like, sometimes if, if characters are talking in, in low light and they move their head too quickly, the, like, the illusion you get is that the face is moving on a lag from the head. So it's like the head will move and, the, like, half or a quarter of a second later the face will move accordingly and it just mm-hmm. gives a weird, like, dreamy movement to everything. Um so like I say sometimes it kind of added to the immersion and sometimes it would really take me out of it and go oh my god this film looks like ass <laughs> um, what's real funny as well is Killian uh, Murphy that's not his name what's Killian's name yeah Killian Murphy yeah. Killian Murphy okay I was thinking Barry Murphy I was like it's you though you're not in the movie <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> Killian well, Murphy figured me out here has um, an Irish accent in it even though there's no um, information given to you that he is Irish. His parents like live in London with him. He just has an Irish accent uh, for no reason. And <laughs> how weird was it to hear old Brendan Gleeson with the, like a Cockney accent? Very odd. Um, but his accent was very good, I must say. He got a very good English accent. Old Bren- Brendo. Uh, who else is good in it? Christopher Eccleston, very good in it. Uh, Naomi Harris is very good in it. The the girl who plays the daughter, um, Brandon Gleeson's daughter, ooh, she real bad in it. <laughs> She's like the one bad performance in it. Yeah, horrible. Ugh. But like, given that it was made with only a five million dollar budget, 
Yeah, very humble. Uh, yeah, fuck. They 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 definitely made the most of that. In particular, like the best scene in the entire movie, the opening where he's walking through a deserted like London. Ah, oh, tremendous stuff. Especially there's. I was reading up on it. There was the one scene where he passes like a turned over double decker bus. Now, obviously, this was all shot like first thing in the morning, so there'd be no one around. Apparently, they like put the bus there, shot the stuff. And got rid of it in 20 minutes. Jesus. Um, yeah, tremendous, tremendous stuff. Um, I think the film is is very, like, well-paced. Everything moves along very quickly. Um, obviously, the idea of really fast-moving zombies was a kind of a, a new thing. It feels like it's been kind of done to death now. For sure, yeah. Um and I haven't seen a lot of Danny Boyle stuff, but of the stuff that I'm aware of, I feel like he's not kind of made anything better than 28 Days Later. Obviously, I haven't seen Train Spotting, which is his other one that is, you know, loved. Right. Yeah, I would say that's better. I would say, what else has he made? Slumdog Millionaire? Hmm. Slumdog Millionaire won Best Picture, but I've, I never saw Slumdog Millionaire. And I, no. I, I don't really have a drive to watch Slumdog Millionaire. Um, it was good for the time. I don't know if it's aged yeah. that well. He did um, 127 hours. He did Steve Jobs, which shit. I thought was pretty good. Shit. Shit. Um, oh, T2 train spotting. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, yesterday was, was good. Yesterday, of course. Millions. I've never watched Millions, but apparently that's very good. Yeah. Um, and then. They obviously did 28 weeks later with an entirely different cast and entirely different people making it, um, which I've not seen. But same number. So. Same 28. They never did 28 months later, though. Or years. Wow. I'll have to wait for that one. Well, hang on. 2000, 2030, it's coming. Um, but yeah, it's, I thought it was really, really very good. Uh, especially the kind of directions it ends up going in. It's not even so much. Uh, this is going to sound very uh, like movie uh, advertising. It's not even so much about zombies, but it's like are the people the real monsters? But it, it, oh wow, never never have I heard that before. But it does it in in in, in actually an interesting way. Yeah, yeah, the ending of that film was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So big thumbs up for that. Uh, a movie that I recommended then to Natty that we watch because I I think it feels very similar, but again, it's it's not a movie that I've seen in a very long time. Is Children of Men, mm. um, which I'm very interested to revisit because I remember feeling a lot of the same, um, like tonally, it felt kind of similar to what I remember Children mm-hmm. of Men, Children of Men being. Obviously, Children of Men is a bit more um, science fiction than. Horrory, but it's kind of apocalyptic in the same way. And it's kind of it's kind of a journey apocalypse film in the same way. Twenty eight days later is, uh, but yeah, it's real good. That's all I got to share about that. I do have an email, by the way. So let me pull oh. it up here. Oh, uh, it's from Facebook. Let wait a minute. Someone's birthday. Um. No, it's an email from El Hijo del Scott McAvoy. Yes. He says, pick one. And Mania. Well, obviously, we're going to talk about Mania in a little bit. Uh, but he says, 
uh, while dealing with the insanity that is the virus, I've been interested in seeing the response to what's going on at WrestleMania. First, I wondered if the city would cancel it. Yeah. Then I wondered if Vince would. Now, interestingly, we talked about this on last week's podcast, and we said probably what will happen is they'll just do it in the Performance Center. Turns out that was exactly correct, so big, big boola bus for us and our... We, we also said Wrestling Revolution Project should come back, and then it's... <laughs> <laughs> just ask for whatever you want this week nice. <laughs> uh, so now that the decision has been made to hold it in an empty arena well not even a, really an arena an empty building gym yeah. <laughs> I'm more I'm more interested than usual <laughs> to me the best part of Mania is the actual wrestling mm, don't know about that for the last <laughs> few years without fans to impress I think we're less likely to see the bands playing all the special appearances and all the other stuff that makes the event seem to last forever it'll definitely definitely be the most unique mania of my lifetime I mean I can't disagree with that but I have this feeling in my head <laughs> <laughs> I'm ill it's the virus it's got me um, I have this lingering feeling that wrestlers excel past a certain level because or or matches let's say match quality excels past a certain level when there's a properly good involved crowd i don't see even with it being quote unquote wrestlemania it's 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 really only wrestlemania in name because yeah it's not what wrestlemania is like how as a wrestler do you pick yourself up and do a wrestle quote unquote wrestlemania quality match in a room with no fans in it like I I I don't get how it's it's gonna be anything approaching a level of a WrestleMania, even quality wise. I mean, and I don't mean that the wrestlers aren't gonna try. I just think subliminally, there's nothing there that's gonna push them to that mm. extra gear that you sometimes get. Like, there's there's no reason to. There's no fans there for them to the the twelfth man. There's no fans for them to build off and feel the emotion yeah. of that. You know, it's 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 going to be definitely weird, and it's going to be definitely unique. Um, I think one point that was made after Scott sent his email, this email was sent a couple of days ago, um, is about the event feeling like it goes on forever. Obviously, they've announced that this is going to be a two-day WrestleMania uh, this yeah. year. I, I'm assuming it's not going to be two six-hour events. No, because they've put out the cards now. Um, and it's like four matches on each. So, I mean, we're going to talk more about WrestleMania later on, of course. Um, I don't know that I'm more into... I'm, I think I'm less interested in the sense that I'm a fan who watches WrestleMania because of the event feel of it. Mm. The big event feel. Um, okay, yeah, it's annoying when Kid Rock does a 30-minute concert in the middle of it, but, you know... Instead of that, we're going to get Rob Gronkowski doing half an hour of waving his limbs about or whatever he's doing. Um, yeah, I, I watch it because, you know, it, it. okay, they've done a few, obviously, of the, the, the Saudi Arabia events and, and Royal Rumble was in a big uh, arena or big stadium this year. But, like, I watch WrestleMania because of, you know, those big pulled back shots. There's a hundred thousand people here, and you see the sky over the stadium and the big pyros, da, 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 mm. and it makes everything feel bigger. It makes the matches feel bigger. I knew, I mean, I know we've been like disappointed in WrestleManias lately, but there's there's still something 
there that you don't get all, like the rest of the year. Whereas mm. this WrestleMania, at least visually, is going to be like barely discernible from an NXT show. Yeah. And like you were saying, what, how are the wrestlers possibly going to have their their big crowding moments where they fire up and they overcome the odds to become champion when there's no fans there to play off? And I wonder if that is going to subliminally... Like, we talked, I talked about subliminally the wrestlers being able to push through to that extra gear. I wonder subliminally, as a fan watching... Is, am I going to be able to get as invested in the matches given there's because I haven't watched any of the Raw Smackdowns or NXTs with no crowd um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you know as invested in the matches as I otherwise would be I will say we're going to talk about Dynamite coming up of course I think they did a fantastic job with Dynamite this week yeah of, same of not making it feel like a show in front of nobody which it was um in a sense, like we talk about chair shots to the head being like, fake it. Make it look like you're being hit in the head when you're not. They kind of did that with their show this week. In that they, it didn't feel like I was watching wrestling in front of nobody. They tricked me into thinking it was a more or less a normal show. Um, Scott has also a uh, pick one for us. So we've got Ooh. three actors here. Uh, for those who don't haven't listened to this before this is you you can only watch the filmography of one actor for the rest of your life we have three actors here so which of them has the best filmography or the filmography that you would watch the first actor is bruce willis um second actor tom cruise and the third actor is leonardo dicaprio Oh, that's one of the tougher ones he's he's given us. I mean, I'm immediately drawn to Cruz, even though he's a bit of an oddball. I think those latest Mission Impossible movies are properly good. Yeah, they're excellent. They're. Um, I for for me, I'm immediately. I'm not taking Willis. No, I don't think so either. I've only seen the first Die Hard. Ooh, by the way. Ooh. Uh, what else have I liked well, Bruce Willis in? Ne- I've, I've seen the first I heard. I've never seen two, uh, Harder oh, yeah. with two a Vengeance. Vengeance um, is good. Five. Vengeance is alright. What else have I liked him in? Unbreakable. Hostage is good. Uh, I've never seen Twelve Monkeys. I didn't really like Fifth Element. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Well, Pulp Fiction, of course. He was in Moonrise Kingdom, which I did like. Looper. Uh, yeah, Looper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think I don't think he, he compares to the other two. Uh, what's Tom been in outside of Mission Impossible that I liked? Jerry Maguire. Uh, he was in Edge of Tomorrow. That was real good. Um, collateral, baby. Collateral. One of the one of Barry's favorites and one of my secret favorites, I think. Uh, Tropic Thunder, which I really like as well. Mm. Um, Is that third Austin Powers movie? <laughs> oh, behave! Groovy. <laughs> Minority <laughs> Report. Yeah. Jerry Maguire, show me the money. Show yeah. me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. A uh, few good men was good. 
Rain Man. Oh, Rain Man's great. Um, oh, yeah. It might be Cruz, you know, but the, I mean, the thing about Leo, though, is Leo's, I think, has been in perhaps a more impressive suite of movies overall, but not necessarily because he's in them. Yeah. Because Scorsese inexplicably loves him. Tarantino as well. Tarantino inexplicably loves him, so he's in. He's in basically all of their movies for the last ten years. <laughs> um, well, let me throw out some movies here for you. Right, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, The Great Gatsby. Yeah, there's all, but yeah, Django. <laughs> oh, Django. Inception. <laughs> Inception. Shutter mm. Island. Uh, the Departed. It departed. Gangs of New York. Catch me if you can. Titanic. <sighs> well, actually, DiCaprio's got some good ones, I do have to say. As far yeah, as the filmography the, goes, I might have to go DiCaprio. Oh. Yeah. I like a lot of those. I like a lot of those movies. Um, with Cruz... No, I'll go Leo. I'll go Leo. I'll change my mind. Change my vote. Oh, I really don't know. Yeah, like Django is so good. Can I go without Django? I mean, uh, I I I gave Inception my movie of the decade when we did that a couple of months ago. Yeah, Inception's great as well. I really like Shutter Island. I don't really like The Revenant. I do like Wolf of Wall Street. I th- I really enjoyed Great Gatsby as well. I never saw Gatsby. I never saw The Revenant either. Baz L- uh, Luhrmann did Gatsby yeah I might, I might have to go to Leo I think yeah which pains me because I love so many of those I think I prefer Cruz as an actor but I think Leo just has the, the, the library what about you Joe I'm going for Willis <laughs> what I'm going for Willis what you well, talking about what are you, what, indeed what are you talking about Willis <laughs> I just, just die hard Pulp Fiction Die Hard with a Vengeance. Sixth Sense. Uh, Death Becomes Her, which is a personal favourite of mine. Oh, that then, is great. That and is then great. He's, he's been in a lot of other kind of mediocre movies, but, you know, watchable stuff. And I do love Cruz and I do love DiCaprio, but looking at theirs, there's just no real f- massive favourites right. among yeah. their stuff. There's a lot of movies that I'd really like, but no huge favourites. And so I get if I get Die Hard 1 and 3 and Pulp Fiction and Death Becomes Her... Plus all of his other stuff. I mean, I'm looking at his recent stuff. It is all utter shit, really. <laughs> death. Acts of violence. Death wish. Airstrike. Reprisal. First kill. I mean, <laughs> what is this? Crap. If you go to his Wikipedia, right? Filmography. If you look on the right-hand side, fucking every second film is nearly direct-to-DVD. Direct-to-DVD. Direct-to-VOD. Direct-to-VOD. He does more direct-to-DVD, VOD films than actual films these days. What has happened to Bruce Willis? He used to be a big star. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I go Willis. Very good. Speaking of things where we each have a vote and have to pick one of them. Oh! Time for quit that infernal bracket. This is our uh, our favorite wrestler tournament thing that we've been doing. If anybody, once we complete this, by the way, if anybody has some other um, ideas for themes that we can apply this to, I, yeah. can, I can work on it. Uh, so we have 
our part two of our last 16 before we move into quarterfinals uh, on next CSP taking a little trick from AW there um, <laughs> so we've got a couple of matches here I think I don't want to let the, let the listeners down here I think week part one was the stronger part but we still got some big names in here so we'll go through okay. them, right? Uh, first up a man not too far away from controversy old hater of the poor Braun Strowman <laughs> I'm picking the other guy whoever it is I'm picking him Adam Schur <laughs> uh, against a Mexican man oh Pentagon Jr oh Pentagon Jr in a walk All right, so Pentagon Jr versus uh, First Amendment Bungle no <laughs> Second Amendment Bungle um, but also, to be clear, Braun Strowman, a big fat dud of a main event prospect, only ever had has good matches with Roman, um, uh, uh, Jabroni to the stars, choke artists, uh, not all he's cracked up to be versus like one of the most charismatic stars of, of this era of wrestling. Um, it's big old Penty. It's Pentagon. Okay, 3-0, Pentagon. I do like the Pentagon. Um, so does Braun Strowman. Sometimes I, I remember Lucha on the ground, and I think, oh, missed that. He was he was good in in, uh, in Lucha. It was Penta, and even better in AEW. Uh, next up, a battle of the little boys. Ooh. It is Masquerita the. Against hard no. um, Matt Jackson off the mm-hmm. Young Bucks. He is the nice, friendly-looking one. Against Kofi Kingston. Oh. <sighs> Kofi was a, a long tenure journeyman who did hold the WWE title last year. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'd go for Matt Jackson. I I go for Matt as well. Oh, yeah. I was thinking I was going to go Kofi. I've never been a big Kofi fan. I like him, but I just he's never excited me. I yeah. love his SOS theme song. Yes, very good. He, he didn't sing that, did he? So. Uh, well, you don't know that, Joe. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> I really liked a lot of Kofi stuff. Um. Even pre New Day, I think even more, maybe even more so New Day. Um, but uh, alas, it's not to be. Um, loved loved his Cesaro matches in particular. Uh, okay, well, Matt Jackson wins then. Matt Jackson goes through to the last sixteen. Where we go next? We'll go for. Uh, we'll move, we'll skip we'll skip one. We'll come back to right. We need okay. to do we need to do the old piss break matches. Then we then we'll finish up with the big ones. Um, okay, we'll do battle of the recent champions. Right, the fiend Bray Wyatt, right, including Bray Wyatt from before he was the fiend, mm. and Brock Lesnar. 
Ah, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Ooh, big boy. A guy who who would win against most opponents versus a guy who would lose against most opponents. That is the that is the most confident pick since Pentagon over Braun Strowman. Yeah, I've seen I think one good Bray Wyatt singles match. Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble. Uh, Yeah, and approximately zero good promos. (laughs) Maybe one good. I can't remember all of them, but yeah, certainly Brock Lesnar. I mean, a lot of people who don't like Brock Lesnar these days, I think, forget some of the peaks, even in his later run, that Brock has had. They forget mm. themselves, sir. And every every <laughs> now and then, Brock will uh, will turn it up, um, like AJ Lee's theme song. Remember that one? Um, yes. Oh no, that was lighted up, wasn't it? Light it up. Edit that. Yeah. Um, no, turn it up was Scotty was um. Okay. I will also go Brock Lesnar. Um if only for that John Cena twenty twelve Extreme Rules match, which god damn it made me believe in wrestling again. <laughs> um Okay, next up we got Randy Orton, who let's not forget was involved in the perfect segment back in two thousand ten. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, yeah. against yeah. WrestleMania main eventer Drew McIntyre. Oh, that's and oh, OTT that's alumnus. Um, let me tell you, I haven't seen him live. Drew McIntyre, he's a big guy. He's absolutely massive. He yeah. is a massive man. Fair play to him. Um. Hmm. But you know what? I think Drew McIntyre has had a career of me wishing he was just a little bit better. Uh, where Now, Randy Orton has disappointed me left, right, and center. Don't get me wrong. But I still feel like he's had more peaks. Uh, actually, I'd probably argue he's had a lot more peaks than, than Drew McIntyre. I'll, I'll go without Randy on this one. Yeah, for all the times he's been a boring bastard or a disappointment, he's also had a good moment. So I think clearly Randy on. Yeah. Okay, we'll go Randy Orton three and out. I think Randy Orton has a propensity to be a bit of a boring bastard, though. You're joking! Mm. I've never heard that before. <laughs> what a hot take! Uh, okay, we got a good one coming up here. We got Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, keep in mind, this is everyone's personal. So this could be New Japan Nakamura as well. Don't have to be only the SmackDown version. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cody Rhodes. Oh, that's tough. That's funny because I think these these guys have kind of are are, are inverse versions of each other. Where Mm. one has kind of come from a a place where they're very well. um, Uh. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Thought of. Respect. Respected. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of uh, got into a little bit of a comfort zone, maybe. And the other one was a, a chronic underachiever who suddenly revealed himself to be of a caliber that was maybe not expected of him. So, where do we kind of fall on, on the scales here? 
Now, I obviously there's going to be a recency bias as well. Like my initial thing is to go, well, Cody Rhodes obviously over Shinsuke Nakamura, but Nakamura prior to uh, I would even say during the first bit of his NXT run, very very much enjoyed. Um, Cody Rhodes for a very long time I didn't enjoy, <laughs> and I've really only recently come to um, come to enjoy his work. I know who who my pick is, uh, and and it, it, I'm I'm going to go Cody Rhodes based on like we just talked to Randy Orton. For me, the peaks, even though it's been only a short amount of time, the peaks that I've seen Cody achieve with his storytelling, his promos, his matches, apart okay, there's that one blippy that MJF um, dud in my opinion that he had. Uh, I think I'll go Cody. I think I'll go Cody. I was thinking I'm going to go Shinsuke Nakarama. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that kid. Oh, Shinsuke Nakarama is coming to WWE. I wonder if that video is still on YouTube. Need to have a look for that. Why, why are you thinking Nakamura then? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, just because, like, like, you know, taking it all into account... Um, I thought he had he had um, you know he, he did some incredible stuff before WWE and I think I think ultimately we can look at what he does before WWE and in WWE and think to ourselves um, you know he's great but he's gotten complacent whereas with Cody it's like he's recently done a lot of decent stuff, but you kind of still think to yourself, okay, but when the smoke and mirrors disappear, and if he was to go back to WWE tomorrow, could he get over there? Could he get over on the indies again? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I love, I've really enjoyed watching Cody the last few weeks. Oh my God, my roommate's going mental next door. I think he just, I think he's playing Warzone and he just, he obviously got owned because he sucks shit. Um, (laughs) Um, but uh, I, I, I just think Nakamura, even falling off the last few years, still has uh, more to his name. All right, Joe, you have the deciding vote. I'm recognizing Nakamura's fantastic history in Japan. I'm going to vote for Cody Rhodes um, because I just didn't really, see, you know, I don't watch a little New Japan. Seen a few Nakamura matches. <laughs> Haven't really seen much of his WWE stuff to be honest because I've really watched the past few years. Um, whereas I just you know, Cody's AEW run up until the tattoo has been you know brilliant, um, so I'm, I'm going to have to go for him kind of by, almost by default. Cody Rhodes. Very good. So it is Cody Rhodes who goes through. Uh, right. What do we got? We got three more matches coming up here. We'll go first of all with Cesaro. Darby Allen. Oh God, that's hard. Um, oh, they're both awesome. Uh, I think I, I think age is just going to win here, and Cesaro wins just for having the breadth of a catalog. Yeah. Um. I think I'm going to go Darby in purely because of the fact that Darby is currently one of my absolute favorites to watch. Right. And although Cesaro has been uh, a wrestler of a very high standard for a very long time, I don't know that he was ever one of my favorites to watch. Like, I've never um, watched SmackDown say, and, and, like, wait for the Cesaro segment. 
like I do for Darby Allen. Oh, Darby Allen, yes, great. So I'm going to go Darby on that one. Uh, I'm going to have to echo Paul and say um, Darby Allen's been so great in a short time. And Cesaro, I do like him a lot, but yeah, he's never been the most... He's kind of a Kofi Kingston where I like him a lot, but he's never excited mm. me. He's never kind of caught my imagination. So, um, Darby Allen it is. All right. Uh, okay, next up, Adam Page. Mm. Who maybe, maybe like Cody, someone just now coming into his own. And Andrade from WWE oh. well, let me tell you had some bangers in Yield NXT Hangman Page Hangman Page uh, I've, only, I've uh, only started liking uh, him in the last few weeks but you know. yeah I, I, I'd have to go Andrade um, <laughs> uh, just just I think he's I like Adam Page a lot I really like him but Andrade is like way more charismatic in my opinion and plus he's had a bevy of great matches uh, that we've already seen Ooh. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Andrade as well. Oh That's not to say that in a year's time I wouldn't pick Adam Page, but Adam Page I didn't really like for for like <laughs> right up until about a month ago. <laughs> so I can't honestly and Andrade like gave me oh so many great NXT matches. Like I c I can't pick Adam Page over Andrade just not yet I don't think Adam Page for me as a fan is there yet um, obviously what he's do the stuff he's been doing lately is top top stuff but I want to see more of that uh, so Andrade goes through and then it's time for our main event uh, final one is John Moxley mm. and Rey Mysterio ah now you know I love the John Moxley. You love the Moxel. We love the Mox. He's good. He's a star. But he's no Ray Mysterio Jr. I mean, who amongst us is? Who is? There's one Ray Mysterio mm. Jr. And it's Ray Mysterio Jr. It's mm. an interesting one. It is, isn't it? Um, it's intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I I never watched a lot of I've seen bits and pieces obviously, but I've I've not watched much of Ray's WCW run, so I really only know him from his WWE stuff. Um, Moxley, ooh, Moxley, I've I for longest time didn't really rate. Yeah, like when he was in the Shield, he was just the one. Um, whereas as someone who watched exclusively Smackdown for most excuse me most of the like 2000s Ray Mysterio was obviously a very very big part of that um, although revisiting Smackdown in like what 2015-16 John Moxley was a big part of that and was like mm -hmm. often the highlight of it but I'll go Ray Mysterio as well I, yeah, I think I agree with Moxley until he went to AEW. I liked him, but he, I didn't see that much. I mean, he only really started to just come into his own. Whereas Ray is one of the all-time greats, let's yeah. face it. 
So, yeah, it would have to be Rey Mysterio Jr. Okay, and that completes the first round. Rey Mysterio goes through 3-0. So let, let's just revisit some of the names who have been eliminated already, right? Alistair Black, Nick Jackson, Braun Strowman, Kofi Kingston, Roman Reigns, Dolph Ziggler, Adam Page, Cesaro, Ray Phoenix going out of the first round, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bray Wyatt, Goldberg, Kenny Omega, Drew McIntyre, and John Moxley all eliminated. Um, so next CSP, we'll do the last 16. I'll give you the matches now, so maybe you can start to think about it. John Cena, Pac. <laughs> Pentagon Jr., Matt Jackson. AJ Styles, Ricochet. Andrade, Darby Allen. Ooh. Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. Oh. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio. Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan. Oh, baby. So, baby. <laughs> so we'll come back to that next time. Uh, so let's talk about some wrestling then to finish up this uh, gimmick, right? We talked a little bit about AEW Dynamite already. What we liked about it, the setup. Um, I think they did a lot of really clever stuff mm. um, from shooting, like moving the hard cam. Yes. Genius. Yeah. Shooting like like a, a 2006 WWE video game with the stage in the background. The stage in the background, yes. <laughs> but like what, what an effect that one little change had on the presentation. Mm. Like, Because yeah. I, I, I'm watching it not with a constant reminder of empty chairs in the background. And the, sa- and the same goes for the uh, having the wrestlers at ringside. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it just took the sting of the emptiness away just enough yeah. that it felt like, it, I won't say normal, but it felt closer to normality. And plus, they were also able to do fun little character things with all the, all the people at ringside. Yeah. Um, that was actually greatly appreciated. Now, I, I will say, I don't know how much longer these companies are going to be able to do these shows because at a certain point, it's just not responsible to even be doing this. Mm. Um, so, so, but I, I suppose you know, I suppose we'll take it while we can. Um, but I, I, I really appreciated that they not only just soldiered on and did a show, but that it was like actively good. You know? Yeah. Um. So we we had two big debuts on the show outside of you know the continuing introduction of Lance Archer. Yes. Um you had the exalted one revealed as uh Brody Lee formerly Luke Harper. Um yes. I quite like the reveal only that when they cut to the video they then cut back quickly to like the hard cam and you could see him coming out from the ramp mm. and then they cut back to the video and then when the video ended he was standing on the other side of Chris Daniels and then they looked surprised that he was there he came out of the ramp you could see him <laughs> yeah let him off let him, let him off. off for that one um, let him off for that one but yeah it was good I'm a bit surprised because I was I thought the whole kind of exalted one had sort of run out of steam a little bit I was almost expecting it the reveal to be like a joke it was going to be someone. Like, I was like thinking Matt Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 would be great. Oh, God. I, mean, I mean, I was just thinking Matt Hardy because it seems to suit his character. Um, I guess yeah. maybe maybe this was a 
you know, a Christian reappearing on ECW deal rather than being the one to attack Jeff Hardy because it was, you know, too obvious. Mm. Although I think they've they've gone gone on record and said that that was never the plan in the first place for the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like from a fan point of view, is like well, Matt Hardy would have been too obvious, so we'll change it up. Um, which I don't mind so much because at least it gives um Brody Lee maybe something to do a little bit more outside his comfort zone. I mean, we'll see where, how it goes, whether good or bad. But um, Yeah, I think it's... I'm not big on the Dark Order, but I think it at least gives him a bit more legs, whereas I do worry about the prospect of Lance Archer debuting against Cody, because it's like, okay, is he going to come in and lose mm. um, uh, straight away? Which I assume he will. And I, I, I don't, I don't think want so. that I think for Brody Lee. You know, I don't want that for either of them. but Because uh, yeah. the, the Elite have been... If anything, a little too generous with uh, giving wins to people. Yeah, well, but but Cody has been very well protected. I don't know. I think Lance Archer needs to be brought in strong. Yeah, I I, I would like. But no, I'm not saying he should lose. I'm saying I expect him to lose. Right. Um, interesting to see uh, Brody Lee not wrestle in jeans and a vest. Yeah, I wasn't big on the gear with the big um, purple eye in the center of it or whatever it was. It looked a bit indie. It did. It looked a bit Kevin Nash as odd. <laughs> on it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then we had Matt Hardy appear at the end with the Vanguard, Vanguard 1 gimmick. Oh, that's fun. So yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of the Matt Hardy shtick. Uh, in the ring, he's obviously not quite there. But as a as an on screen presence, he he can be very very fun, and kind of suited for AEW. Like they've done a lot of the the Darby Allen vignettes and the Pack vignettes. Like they're not afraid to do unique, different stuff with their different characters um, outside of the ring. So I expect we'll get a lot more of the uh, the broken universe gimmick. Which, you know, towards the end of it in TNA, I, I really came around on. I remember I was very critical of it initially. Because um, I feared that, which I did not understand. But, uh, God damn it, if, if it isn't fun stuff that he does. And I'm all in favour of fun stuff. Um, him being in the Blood and Guts match doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But... Why not? Um... I don't know. The, the Elite versus the Inner Circle feels like Okay, with the exception of Chris Jericho, although you could consider him his and his reinvention, it feels like two groups of like young up and comers, like people who are actually relevant and hot in the business, and Matt Hardy. Although you know Jake Hager on one side, maybe you need Matt Hardy to even out on the other side. Um, and given that his character is, or you know, Matt Hardy is such a character-driven wrestler, mm. for him to kind of be lumped into a 10-man match where he's going to be kind of lost in the midst of it. I don't know if that was... I don't know if that's what I would have done with him, but sure. I think it, I think it worked. I mean, it's kind of... It's also a tradition to it, like bringing in the kind of big surprise tag team partner. Mm. Um, like, hey, we've got the trump card, you know, we've got this yeah. guy coming in, the big star. So mm. I, think, I think it's fine. I know you mean he's not quite... He's, he's a weird, broken man who shouldn't really be in a 10-man tag, but I think it's, you know... It kind of works. Um, big, big pop for Chris Jericho's reaction to Matt Hardy coming back. Yeah. He looked 
a mix of forlorn, worried, like <laughs> like you shit his pants a bit. <laughs> um, let me tell you, Chris Jericho in AEW specifically um, is like the best wrestler in the world at getting angles over. Like I love him on commentary. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before because he's even though he's a heel, he's he's he'll always say stuff like. Oh, Darby Allen's really good, you know, and he'll he'll put over the baby faces in a way that he's like, yeah. I hate them, but damn it, they're good, and he'll he'll always make. Okay, at at times it's a little bit obvious, but he'll always make references to like the story and and what's happening. And here, like, he's not afraid to look foolish to get you know the the story over. He's he's very much the anti Stephanie McMahon in that way. Mm. In that, while it's all about Chris Jericho, it's actually not all about Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is bringing the attention to himself and then moving that attention to where the story requires the attention to be. And he's so great at it. And every, almost every episode of Dynamite, there's a part where I kind of remark where I'm like, wow, he did a great job of whatever the story beat was that week. Yeah. And like with Matt Hardy coming out, he went from like gloating buffoon to like concerned. <laughs> Gassy man, perfect, perfectly done. Uh, his commentary, oh, it was great. He was fan, fantastic. He was hilarious. He was putting over the story, and uh, well, oh, I, we're on the subject of just him, Sammy Guevara singing his song. Oh, beautiful! And Jericho, Jericho trying his hardest not to laugh. Oh my god, that's just great TV. That was great. I was listening to. Um... Judas on Spotify yeah. uh, during during the week. Uh, obviously, it's a hilariously great song. It is. Um, but when it finished, it started also playing uh, the rest of that Fozzy album. Fucking hell, that's some shit. Oh, God, what a <laughs> lot of shite. It was something like Dinner with Jesus or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, God. I put it on single repeat from now on. Yeah, Judas is definitely their... Uh... Diamond in the guff. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard another Fozzy song, like you say, that wasn't utter shit. And yet that one song is great. Yeah. What if I become? Uh, well, if you're if you enjoyed that episode and you're looking forward to the old blood and guts, I've got some bad effing news for you. I'm afraid I've got some bad Burn news. Him. Uh, AEW announced that they are delaying the Blood and Guts match, basically saying it just doesn't feel right to do it next week. Mm. Uh, probably because it's just not a match they want to do with no fans. They also probably don't want to have, in this current climate, people bleeding all over each other uh, on an episode of TV. Ten, ten so, men squashed into a little cage match. And yes, uh, also, all the bad optics possible. Although, to be honest, if they care about that, they should probably stop having these shows. But, um, but yeah, so it seems like they're just going to do some regular Dynamite episodes until this thing passes, whenever that may be. Including, next week, we will see Cody clashing with... All right, mate, it's only bloody Jimmy Havoc. I'm back. I haven't been on telly in ages, but I'm going to cut up Cody Rhodes. Which part of England am I from? I don't know. He went very much at the end there. Uh, so uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's oh that's we they have, we have a Matt Hardy Chris Jericho face off also next week. Can't wait for that. It's gonna be tremendous. 
And we talked a little bit about WrestleMania already. Yes. Did this like this story this week broke in like three parts. So first yeah, of all, yeah. was WrestleMania is going to be from the Performance Center. Then it's going to be two parts, night one, night two. Then it's going to be pre-taped on like Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I mean that's that that last part is kind of the part that's makes me less interested but also kind of perversely interested because it's like all right this is going to be shite but also because it's wrestlemania are they going to get super indulgent with their production from a taping set because does that be live so are they going to just is this going to be vince mcmahon's ultimate vision of wrestling where it barely even resembles live wrestling anymore do you know what they could do because it's a pre-tape right is have the ring and all that in the same same place. Put up a load of green screens, and then just put it in like the two K nineteen WrestleMania stadium. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, there's a thought. Have that for free, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Or do something like that. Do something fun and wacky with it. Like, if it's taped on the Wednesday, Thursday, you know, theoretically they have three days to do something. Dress it up. Dress it up somehow. CGI in some fans, at least, maybe. I don't don't expect any of these are going to happen. It'll it'll just be... No, it's just going to be a shitty little empty show. It's going to be a load of empty seats with fellas wrestling in front of it. And Michael Cole commentating and not acknowledging any of this. <laughs> Pretending it's completely normal. I would love if um, the comment, because it's pre-taped now, if the commentary was done like over Skype. <laughs> that would be quite fun. <laughs> or he just recorded it, just sat at home on a mic and then sent it in. I mean, it's going to gonna end up being like... It. Um, it's going to end up being like Impact with Josh Matthews in his gaff doing Skype calls. Um. So yeah, I mean, when is WrestleMania? By the way, which weekend is it? Uh, not next weekend. Is it two weeks. The weekend after. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, uh, wait, it's fifth, fifth of April. Wait, what? Fifth yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, two fifth, weeks, two weeks. Fifth, yeah. Fifth. Um. XFL, the latest uh, victim of sports being cancelled due to this virus. Yes. Yeah, which is weird because it seems like it was doing okay for itself. Yeah, weirdly. Um, I wonder if it's going to be able to pick that back up again once everything else starts up, or is is, is going to? Well, that's uh, that's the million dollar question for like every every sports thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, mm. but NFL, NBA, Premier League are all you know. Once they start up again, are going to be fine. XFL, like I don't know how badly they're hit financially by the cancellation or any of the details regarding to that but given that it's a, a new startup that doesn't quite have the reputation of or or backing of the other yeah organizations i don't know what the deal is going to be with it um, mm, i mean vince is still throwing all the money at it so it's not like they're relying on profits or anything so we'll see We'll see. And then in our other news uh, of the week, Steve Austin kicked Byron Saxton <laughs> in the penis. He was hurt. 
he was hurt bad. <laughs> and it's it's such a great clip because he just he just the tip of his foot hits the tip of his willy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good stuff. So take us home, Barry. I, I'm Joe Cabray now, and you're Cody Rhodes. Take us, take us home, brother. <laughs> take it home. Uh, yes, so uh, that is going to do it for another week of the Chair Shop Podcast. We'll be back next week following all the further developments from working from home and all that other stuff. Maybe we'll have WrestleMania spoilers. I don't know. Uh, depending on if someone's a naughty boy and leaks them out. Uh, boy or girl uh, so yeah in the meantime take care of yourselves keep yourself locked up keep listening to this show do a little deep dive on your wrestling or whatever it is you want to do to amuse yourself um, uh, as this whole situation unfolds uh, thanks very much for listening to us uh, in this uh, very weird time we appreciate it we'll try to keep this show going as best we can in the circumstances so yeah uh, we'll be back next week with more until then it's going to be goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's going to be goodbye from Paul Griffin and here's the motherfucking tea. It's Joe Tanner. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>